Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, everyone. Just wanted to jump in and give a quick content warning before we dive into today's episode with the amazing Bobby Apples. We do talk about dance and therefore dance school trauma, including comments made negatively about Bobby's body by certain lecturers. Um, Please take care as you listen to this episode. Welcome to another episode of WA Expose, a podcast about local arts by local artists. As always, I'm your host, Aria Scarlett, with the immense privilege of recording this podcast on Wajak Noongar Budja. I feel like we should warn people, we're like, just so you know, there are biscuits in the studio. Yes, there are biscuits in the studio um, and <laughs> we're not going to try and give away who the guest is immediately, but I'm having a delightful honey jumble right now <laughs> and it's great and amazing. Here we go. Let's try this intro. Tell me if you hate it. Mm-hmm. After seeing their first burlesque show in 2015, today's guest was intrigued by the notion of women being both funny and sexy all at once. It was another year before they took their routines from their bedroom and onto the stage with the help of Tiffy Longstockings and Sugar Blue Burlesque. With a background in dance starting from age five and the classic amount of dance trauma to go along with it, these classes quickly resulted in titles, with our guests winning Miss Congeniality at Sugar Blue in 2018, Apprentice winner of 2019, and Burlesque Idol runner-up in Adelaide of 2020. She's admitted to being the kid who ran with scissors, so it's no surprise that she's described herself as a neurospicy lesbian. It's Bobby Apples. I love it. I, these are all <laughs> things you wrote and I reordered. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I'm a let's throw everything down and see what happens kind of gal. Oh, yeah, I loved it. It was like, here's a list of everything I've ever done. Yeah. I went, wow, amazing. This is great. Yeah. Well, because I was kept being like, Oh, yeah, I did this weird thing. And then I would throw it down and then I'd be like, oh, yeah, I also did this thing. Or, With a beautiful line about me like, I have really great friends who are beautiful and nice. And I went, oh, that's lovely. That's not going in <laughs> <laughs> I don't do niceties here. No. What are you talking about? We're getting to the spicy details. Exactly, straight away. So let's jump straight into the spicy details. And um, we sort of touched on it in the introduction, but why burlesque? Yes, so I uh, went to a performing arts high school mm-hmm. and I've always had an interest in comedy. I've always adored comedy grew up watching uh, television classics such as The Young Ones and mm-hmm. yeah, and Bottom and all of those fun things. So I always loved comedy. But I did get told that I was too pretty for comedy. Which, okay. Yeah, I was like, thanks, thanks. That's a, that's a good thing to hear in my developing mind. And That's then, helped but also hasn't helped at all. Yeah. And then uh, later on got told that I wasn't leading lady pretty but I'd have a wonderful career as an extra. Okay, So cool. I was kind of like, cool, I'm not actually interested in perf- like pursuing drama and acting as a career, but that is uh, good information to take is on. Is this all? We all still in high school for this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great, cool. Of course. Amazing, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, formative years. Let's yeah. throw everything we can at them. Um, and then, yeah, I was a bit unsure of where to go with that. Had a couple of years flopping around doing a whole bunch of different things, different jobs and... Uh, how I ended up going to see my first ever burlesque show, which was the 2015 uh, Mixed Burlesque WA, 
was a friend of mine just uh, sent me a message saying, hey, I all of a sudden have these tickets to go see um, MBWA. And I was like, what, what is that? And they were like, oh, it's um, this burlesque state competition. Do you want to come with me? And I went, sure. What a place to start. Right? As your first burlesque show. Like not just an hour of burlesque, but probably like three and a half oh, consistent hours of it was, burlesque. It was a long, it was like a marathon of burlesque because yeah. it, that was back when they did the boylesque competition Oh my gosh! at separate, the beginning. Yes, yep. And then they had the three acts. Well, the two, there would be the runway, the classic and the neo. And then the final four were picked to do their unique as well. Yeah. So it's a huge it's, night. It's, it's still a big night now, but it was a huge night. It was a huge night. Uh, yeah. That was a, I was exhausted, but I was so taken aback by these uh, people who could be on stage, be pretty, be sexy, but then still be funny. Mm. And mm. Of, like, of course I, as I grew older, I didn't believe the words of my teachers saying, oh, no, you can't be pretty and funny. I was like, well, that is just a blatant lie. <laughs> um, yeah, so then I just kind of went on and, like I said, I spent about a year choreographing things in my own bedroom, which, you know. Great. Great. Really good place to start. It's a great place to start. And but eventually you want some feedback. <laughs> eventually, yeah. You're like, you know what, staring at myself in the mirror and, you know, performing moves that I don't know the name of and I'm just making things up, maybe mm. – and I need got, to know what a bump and grind actually is. I need to know what it is. <laughs> and um, I ran into Tiffy Longstockings, who was just coming into my work at the time, and she had uh, still like the pin-up hair and was covered in glitter. And I said, oh, you're covered in glitter. And she cool. Went, yeah, at this yeah, bank. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. I, <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, but yes. I know, in a non, non-glitter non experience. Mm. And she was like, yeah, I just did a um, grad show, a dance grad show last night, and I asked her what style of dance that she did, and uh, yeah, she said burlesque, and I went, I've always went, wanted to get into that. And she, yeah, was like, oh, sign it with Sugar Blue. They're just around the corner in Hilton. And Amazing. Yeah, started Beginners 1 burlesque, so cool. <laughs> bump and grinds with Fifi Fontaine and the Hilton gym and, yeah, Beginners 2, Beginners 3. No, I think they stop at 3, 2. Beginners 1, 2, I've Intermediate. Not, <laughs> yes. All these Beginners dance. 18. Yes. <laughs> The under-19 Baptist ladies national, t- you know, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, 100%, yes. <laughs> so it was just like building on from class to class and then how do you make that leap from being like, I'm enjoying these classes and that's great and we love a grad show, they're so important. Mm-hmm. What's the big scary thing of getting into like taking it from just doing every single class you can see to being like, now I want to be now her. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I did a solo class because ah. I went, you know, Beginners one, intermediate one, intermediate two, and then the next class was solo. And I kind of went, yeah, okay. And I remember sitting, um, I was talking with Candom Champagne, who we actually became friends backstage, like our first ever burlesque show. I remember I just sat up next to her and I turned to her and I said, I'm really nervous. I've never done this before. Mm. And she kind of went, yeah, I'm nervous too. I've never done this before. <laughs> and it turned out we'd both started in beginners, but in completely separate studios. Ah, yeah. yeah, cool. And that just became every six weeks we would meet up again and we'd chat backstage. And then we both did our solo together, which was really sweet. Um, and I remember saying my idea to her at the time, like my first ever burlesque solo was um, as a lobster. Amazing. Yeah, because I have a background in flamenco, so I know how to play the castanets. Mm -hmm. And I went, oh, I really like it when performers can add like an extra thing. And I was like, oh, I'll play the castanets on stage. Of course. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) 
And I remember saying that. As a lobster, because that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Well, I was like, it has to be something that can like pinch. And I was like, oh, lobster, done. As you do. And yeah, I, I'm really glad that the storyline for you was so inbred like, in you that you were like, I can't just be a flamingo. I can't just be like a character. <laughs> I must be something that already has the ability to pinch. So my yeah. options are gorilla or lobster. Yeah. That's it. How many animals can pinch? <laughs> I did think I was like, I could, yeah, I was like, I could be a crab. I guess they pinch. Um, but I don't know. I was like, like a, a really specific bug that kind of pinches. Yeah. That no one's ever heard of. <laughs> uh, wouldn't put it past me. I'm like, oh, yes, I'm the. I don't know, praying mantis or yep. something. Oh, that, I don't know, know enough is. bugs to be able to continue the bit. I know. I <laughs> was having that exact moment. I was like, Googling bugs, yeah. bugs that can pinch. <laughs> bugs that can pinch. Um, and yeah, Fifi Fontaine just fell over laughing and I went, well, there we go. That's exactly the kind of reaction that I want from people. So that's, yeah. And I did a couple of solos before I ever uh, decided to perform. Mm. I'm trying to remember my first ever kind of professional performance was, I think it was with Thomas Ford's Friday Night Fringe. And that was so exciting. Um, Great, great thing. I don't think they do them anymore, which is a shame. But yeah, it was kind of like just a little space at the back of the Moon Cafe where you could come and try out different performances. Yeah. It was great. And that was like my first introduction to Thomas Ford. Oh, no. I just realised, no, my first performance would have been... um, Cabaret Le Papillon with um ah uh, of course yeah with yeah. whiskey and more and that's because I met uh, Jamie Michaela backstage mm. uh, during that and I think that was I have a routine where I'm a salad on stage again food based item food based <laughs> I don't know what it is about food but I always seem to go back to food great um, same there's a cookie here because of you I'm here for it it's great <laughs> I like baking oh. um. And the reason I actually did a salad routine, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. Mm-hmm. I have swear. Mouth full okay. of cookie, you talk. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so when I was a kid, my nickname for a little while was Salad. And because the Simpsons would sing, You Don't Win Friends with Salad, mm-hmm. and my name's Sally, so they would change it to, You Don't Win Friends with Sally, You Don't Make Friends with Sally. Um, you look so horrified. I'm really upset. Um, I'm so upset. I went from being like, oh, how can you get to being like, no. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I was kind of like this weird attitude of, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take it back. I'm going to be a salad and I'm going to be sexy on stage and people are going to cheer. And I actually put in uh, the soundbite from The Simpsons of them singing, You Don't Win Friends With Salad. And, yeah, that was a weird moment because people start singing that at you. And I had a real weird moment the first time I ever did it going, oh, this was a weird choice. And what I, a choice from a thing yeah. that's kind of about a child. Yeah, from like a weird traumatic moment of my childhood. <laughs> and then it was fine because I got to throw salad, my costume parts, at people and I shouted them to eat their vegetables because they're good for them. Uh, yeah, it's a very aggressive routine. Um, <laughs> it doesn't sound light on the dressing. It is yeah, full force. It yeah. is full force. Full force. Um, yeah, and then Jamie, I think I showed her that one and I did that at Friday Night Fringe and she said to me, I didn't realise that burlesque can be that. And I was kind of like, yeah, burlesque really has, it's this beautiful big blanket term, mm. but it really lends itself to being whatever you want it to be. Like you can go down to pasties, you cannot go down to pasties. Totally. Sometimes I've done routines where I don't go down to pasties, not because I don't want to get my boobs out, but because it just doesn't make sense or I've choreographed the whole thing and with the story and I kind of go, oh, I didn't take my bra off. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's really interesting. Mm. Um, there's definitely, I remember when we uh, had Mel of Sugar Blue mm. on the show, there was definitely this like crossover time between like almost the era of pasties and the non-era of pasties and like this cool little blurred line where they sort of intersect. So it's great like when you hear things being like, oh, and I've rediscovered that I don't have to get fully naked anymore. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. It is fun. Like I often... I enjoy thinking about mostly because my thing is always I like that extra layer of surprise costume because, mm, mm-hmm. you know, you can take it off and, you know, on rather than seeing nipples, you're seeing teeth or yeah. something like that, which, which I, is fun. I like that. I, I really enjoy costumes and yeah. free the uh, nipple, but also free- like still keep the fun pasties. <laughs> I want both. <laughs> I want both. Maybe like you can do just like a round pasty that like just covers like around, but the nipple can still pass I still through. want teeth and like apples and all the like really cool <laughs> stuff that people do. I still want that. I just also want nibs. Yeah. I just, I'm a hungry audience member. What can uh, I say? <laughs> I just, I always have that weird thing on stage when people are on stage and they, you know, they get down to that moment. They're like, what's happening under here? I'm like, oh my God, what is happening under there? And they're like nipples. I'm like, yeah, I could have guessed that. <laughs> can you can, just like, can you dip them in glitter or something? Like, I don't know. Oh my gosh, stop, please stop showing me vulnerability and show me something funny. <laughs> Look, yeah, I'm here for the laughs. It wasn't here for you to be vulnerable right now. <laughs> uh, no. It, look, if it makes sense for the for the number, totally get have your nipples out. Um, oh no, I've forgotten her name. Dala, not Dala Harlan. No, Dala Harlan. Not I get Dala Dazzle on. Dala Holland mixed yes, up. Yeah. Similar names, a lot of alliteration. Mm. Um, she did a number in worship, which was, you know, all about vulnerability and her taking off all of her costume and including her pasties. And then she wiped off all of her makeup and that was beautiful. And yeah, maybe made me cry a couple times. Um, just a couple. Just a couple. <laughs> what I find funny is, so I, this is way too much information but I'm also like it's a burlesque podcast what do you guys expect <laughs> um, it is it is fastly becoming a burlesque podcast yeah. I know WAXpose more than just burlesque but there's a lot of burlesque <laughs> um I so my nipples are incredibly pale right which is I was about to say a blessing and a curse it's just a thing it's just it just is it just is <laughs> whatever it is it is yeah. on your body yeah exactly and um I found that like the couple of times I have been nude on stage, it's almost not impactful at all because Interesting. I'm just so pale. So you basically can't see that I'm naked. You've got to go in there with a makeup brush to yeah. make everything more pink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I do have a pair of, um, they weren't meant to be nipple pasties, but they became nipple pasties because mm-hmm. I was making some pasties and I was like, let's put a beautiful red gem right in the middle here. And I went, oh, that looks a like a nipple. And I was like, oh, I'll go around this, the edges with like a darker pink and then I went well that's that's a nipple and I was like okay I'm gonna stop turning it into a nipple <laughs> by going around it with like a paler color and I was like oh my god these are the most nippled pasties I've <laughs> ever seen and yeah I've worn those on stage and people have actually thought that I went down with to like without pasties and I'm like no those are pasties they just look more like nipples than what my actual nipples fun way to be like fuck the code oh, 100% a bit, being like I am technically doing exactly what you want me to do right yeah. now I just look more naked than if I actually were naked 100% I like that I look more naked yeah 
Yeah. I'm emphasizing my nakedity, as my Dylan Moran would say. <laughs> nakedity. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> to emphasize the nakedity. It's this very, because you were talking about young ones before, so of course <laughs> I'm now just going through every British comedian that has ever existed in my head. <laughs> um, Dylan Moran of, of Black Books. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's a bit in his show where it's like, he's like, you'd be naked. No, naked from the waist down <laughs> to emphasize your nakedity. Yeah. <laughs> somehow more naked. It's somehow more naked it is and more, more vulnerable. Naked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. I know, uh, <laughs> which is not what we're talking about. <laughs> okay, so when once you're like on stage mm-hmm. and you've created the character, is Bobby Apples like the name from the get go? Is that the character from the get go? Um, so pretty pretty much. So Bobby, I kind of describe as just me on a little bit louder. Mm. Or a, if I was <laughs> a little up, bit, yeah, yeah. If I was a little bit more extroverted, yeah. Um, I always knew I wanted to have a uh, like a fun burlesque name like I really I really enjoy uh unisex names mm. and that's because both of my brothers have unisex names yeah um one of them is Vivian named after Vivian from the young ones work yep <laughs> um so I kind of was like well I can't be Vivian or I can't be uh Clem or Clement or Clementine because that's my other brother mm. and decided oh I will I remember the first name I wanted to go with was Clandestine Rose. And then I went, I'm not clandestine. (laughs) And then I was like, it's not even sexy. And like, it is something, but sexy it's not. And I was like, people are going to start calling me Clandy. Clan. Clan. We're very good at shortening things. Clan. Yeah. Hi, Clan. Clamajama. Um, and I, yeah, just went, okay, well, clan what? Clan Rose. Clan Rose. Clan. And then it becomes kind of weirdly KKK clan. And then uh, I would overthink it and then I would fall in a puddle. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm a big fan of overthinking mm. myself. Yeah. Or or I'll go just, no, I'll, to avoid that, I'll call myself Clam Rose. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll just have a clam jam. Oh, God. <laughs> Sexy. Woo. Um, and yeah, I kind of went, oh, well, what's another unisex name? Bob. Oh, I'll be Bobby. And then I went, well, if I'm Bobby, I should be something apples and for a while I was playing around with being like Bobby Rotten Apples, Bobby Appleyard and just went nah, Bobby, Bobby Appleyard. Yeah. Bobby round the corner. Bobby round the corner, <laughs> yep. And I just kinda went, nah, I'm just gonna stick with Bobby Apples. Mm. It's easy. Yeah. <laughs> and I <laughs> you put so much like hard work and effort into being like, well it's just easy. Yeah. Well I was like, it's easy to spell. Well I say that, but everyone always spells my uh, Bobby wrong. With a Y? Yeah, with a Y or just with one I. And the reason I went with B-O-B-B-I-E is because it's closer to boobies. Of course. And aren't we all just trying to get closer to boobies? Just closer to boobies. Yeah. Consistently. <laughs> <laughs> um, you say the character is you just like with the volume turned up. Yeah. Was that a very natural and easy position to fall into on the stage or was that something you had to like open up to slowly? Because I know that a lot of um, newer performers are like, well, I've got to do the vintage thing, the mm. pinup thing, create this like, alt- like whole other character, and then they find themselves somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I think for me, I did go into it thinking, oh, like what, back when I first started Beginners 1, I kind of went into it thinking I'm going to be this whole new person. I'm going to be this yeah. pinup girl. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be this vintage, gorgeous thing. Um, and, and then, we love those who do that. And we love, we? Yeah. oh, 100%. And then... Um, I think it was like in the middle of my second beginners, so beginners two. I shaved my head off, my hair off. Nice. Um, and I hate having hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pain. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. Um, and I just kind of realized that I would much rather be myself. Mm. And yeah, just then quickly kind of went, no, what is it that I want to do, kind of thing. 
Um, and going into the intermediate two or the intermediate one was so much fun. And we did a gasoline routine to the cool. Hook de la gasoline. Yep. Loved it. And I had so much fun. And I just kind of went, why am I trying to force myself to be something I'm not? Or why do am I trying to make myself fit into something that I think I need to be? Totally. And, you know, being um, from a dance background and from a performing arts background where I've had people tell me, you know, um, your boobs are too big or you do the moves right. You just look weird when you do them. Oh, cool. Thank um, you so much for your help. <laughs> really good constructive in, criticism. Thanks, Lorraine. Um, <laughs> in, uh, I was learning hip hop at the time. Of course. And Why weren't you? <laughs> yes, that makes complete sense. <laughs> yep. And um, it's funny. I actually did hip hop with Denise the Snake. And Amazing. Yeah. I actually felt that was – I felt really vulnerable about doing hip hop on stage because mm. that was the one that I got told I do the moves right. I just look weird when I do them. Yeah. And I actually asked my lovely partner, I asked her, um, hey, do you – like? I really want like genuine feedback on this because this was the style of dance that I just never thought that I could do and – you know, I can do the moves, but I look weird when I do them. And she said, no, but you do kind of look like an 80s mum who's like getting back out there. And I kind of, I was like, nice and I was like yes, I, cool. I like this. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, or like, you know, a Disney star that's going through their, their bad girl phase <laughs> or like you're playing, you know, hip hop, the streets. And I was just, yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm super into that. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm down with that if that's the reason because, you know. So really this is Lorraine's fault for not being able to articulate what she was looking at when she watched you dance. A hundred percent. She was like, how do I explain to this 13-year-old child that they just look like an 80s mum when she dances? Yeah, and what I said, what I'm going to do is not come up with any words and just go, weird. Yeah, you yeah. look weird when you dance. Yeah, great. Thanks. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Lorraine. <laughs> I'm not on our praise of Lorraine. Let's cut to a break so I can eat some more cookies and we'll come back and talk more with Bobby Apples. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you listening to the podcast? It's a very nice podcast. Hello. 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 <laughs> we are back. <laughs> um, I'm still joined by either a gremlin or Bobby Apples, you decide. <laughs> you can never tell. It's always a bit of both, at least. <laughs> Choose your own adventure here. Um, and like I said during the break, um, you can't get this story wrong because it's your story. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> there's no wrong way to do this, which yeah. is kind of great. Yeah. Um, unless you're listening to it in the future, in which case I probably got many things wrong and many facts incorrect and... I don't care. <laughs> In which case, I don't care either. I'm not be... listening. Yep. I'm not listening to my own podcast. What are you talking about? Um, okay. Just, 
<laughs> Back into the show. I have like just a couple of quick questions about get Bobby before we go into the Perth scene and all of that good stuff that surrounds us at all times. Mm-hmm. Um one of the main ones was like, how do you see Bobby now to when you began, um, like, well, let's say like 2017 when you got out of your bedroom and into, <laughs> <laughs> and into the studio? Yeah. Um, the character development, the change, the evolution, etc. So on stage, I find my character, I, I give myself a lot more space to make things up as I go, I suppose. Mm-hmm. A lot more room for creativity on stage um, and a lot better costumes. <laughs> um, and I'm not trying to pull acts together in, you know, four weeks normally. Yeah. That does still happen because, you know, ADHD life means yep. uh, there's a lot of a lot of very sudden and instant things that you've forgotten about and you're like, yeah, definitely, scrounging around in the costumes. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I've given myself a lot more freedom on stage to be like, no, and I can go up and I can interact with the audience members and it's okay if things go wrong or if yeah. it's okay if things go differently. Um, I still – I have this funny thing where I'm leading up to it, I think, yeah, I'm totally fine. But every time when I'm standing side of stage or backstage, it's just like a stab of fear oh, to like – And um, and I'm always like – have a moment. I'm like, yeah, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing here? And then, you know – I you kind of just go through it and it's like an adrenaline rush really mm. some people you know jump out of planes and I take my clothes off in front of people <laughs> yeah, whatever works whatever <laughs> works however you get your jollies <laughs> uh, did that even answer your question I don't know but I like <laughs> I think so because I think it's like taking it from the idea of like well literally behind closed doors we're just experimenting with this thing mm-hmm. to being like okay now I'm doing it very structured You've almost got to go through that stage, and I think that's with all art forms of um, you've got to go from the point of being like, I've learnt all of the technical skills. Mm. Thank you so much for the technical skills. I appreciate the technical skills. Now I'm going to put them all in the bin yes, <laughs> and uh, figure out what I'd like to do. Yeah. But if you don't know all of those boxes first, it's almost harder to do step two. Yeah, you've got to learn you got to learn the rules before you can learn how to like push them out. Mm. I remember Fifi Fontaine explaining she was like this is the difference between classic and neo burlesque she was like classic burlesque we only ever trace down the outside of the leg okay but neo burlesque you can trace up the inside of your leg unique burlesque you can do whatever you want (laughs) i was about to say you know i'm not your dad i can't tell you what to do (laughs) then i was like i don't think fifi fontaine has ever claimed to be someone's dad (laughs) or not their dad this is bobby bobby's not (laughs) claiming to be your dad either (laughs) i am also not claiming to be your dad um yeah and it Having that, like, understanding those techniques, but they're also such a good thing to fall back on. I remember talking to someone and saying, I don't know what to do anymore in this routine. I feel like I've, you know, trying to choreograph it and I'm completely lost. Mm. And they said, just go back to your basics. Just yeah, have a moment. Go like, all right, well, what if we do a bump and grind here? Yeah. They're, you know, and there's a lot more space when you're more confident with it to play it up and, you know, really get into it. Yes, totally. And yeah. I, I think that, like, as we continue in a lot of art forms, because I've said that myself before, it's like, um, I'm a bit stuck. I'm not quite sure what to do with this composition. I'm not quite sure what to do here. And it's like, well, listen to the music. Mm-hmm. Seems really simple, but probably a really good place to start. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. go back and listen to it again. Yep. And then decide if you, you want to make any changes or maybe you could just do the thing yep. <laughs> that's being asked of you, which is kind of cool. Um. So in this space of creating all of these incredible acts where you are now, which is really awesome, um, very cool and fun and good, <laughs> um, 
What are you seeing in the local art scene that you really like? Ooh, um, that's a tricky one. Uh, not tricky as in like I can't think of a good thing, but because mm. I'm like there's a lot of good things. Um, I'm really enjoying the amount of versatility I'm seeing in performers. Mm-hmm. That's um, fantastic. And I like to I like I feel like there's a lot more experimentation with yeah. a lot of different styles, um, which is great and a lot more I'm going to say allowance for experimentation like mm. there seems to be more of an audience who are interested in seeing new things as well totally yeah and because I've always I always say you have to think about what your audience wants to see mm-hmm. not because that should impact what you're creating but more of a you know if I'm in this show what what does that audience want to see like if they're going to coming to like a grad show they're not expecting to see a really confronting protest number. Mm. But there's definitely a space for that art. Totally. And now I feel like there is a lot more space for that art and, you know, maybe not a grad show but maybe an Unleashed show mm. or somewhere in a fringe show, people would be more than happy to see something like that. Yeah. Um, which I think is really good. Totally. Yeah. And a lot of those solo classes, like um, – those grad shows and those showcase shows, it's like, okay, but this is the first time my whole family has come to see me yeah. do the thing. And if my whole family's here, then maybe I'm not going to take this stuff off. And that's cool. And that's okay. Yeah, totally. Uh, I do always find it funny I, um, hearing people who are like, oh, yeah, my dad's coming to see my show or my mom's coming to see my show. And I'm like, you know what? That's really, really cool. And that's really amazing. Um, could never. Could, I could never. <laughs> Very early on, my mum asked me. She was like, oh, do you want us to come and see? Because I've never hidden from my parents that mm. this is what I've been doing. And I just immediately went, no, never. I don't want you there. And she was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> she would. She, she did say, she was like, we would. I'm like, no, I know you that you would. And your support means a lot. However, it will completely change the amount of energy that I can put on stage because there will be a part in the back of my head that's going, hmm, my mum's in the mm. audience somewhere. <laughs> and I know I'm going to accidentally make eye contact with her because every show I've ever done, I've made eye contact with my mum on stage. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. Like, how did I find you? How did you're, I f- you're like six seats in from the side. It's not even like in the line of sight, yep. but I found you. <laughs> I found you. <laughs> I f- um, hilariously, I did a hen's night last night. And I had, like, all these plans in my head where I was like, oh, I'll, you know, tassel twirl all this stuff and mm-hmm. do all this crazy stuff. And then um, I went out to perform and the hen's mother-in-law and mother were still there. And cool. I could just see, like, the hen's face being like, uh-uh, uh-uh. And I was like, cool, this is going to be a lot more. This is more. a dance number. <laughs> this is now a dance number. <laughs> I still went down to pasties, but I, yeah, was a little bit of like a woo And then I just quickly ran away because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> talk about reading the room yeah I was like cool that's okay you mentioned a little earlier about like these um different definitions that of course have changed over time of like classic near unique mm-hmm. etc do you think that that line is sort of more blurred than it ever has been at the moment yeah I would say that it's more blurred which I think is good I remember I was in uh Albany PIBF show and I said to a performer I was like oh I really enjoyed your number. It's been a long time since I've seen like a classic number. Mm. And she kind of went, oh, I don't know if I'd actually define it as classic. Interesting. And I was kind of like, yeah, no, I get what you mean. It's, um, you know, a classic costume and a classic fan dance. And a classic um, piece of music maybe. It wasn't a classic piece ah. of music. So I was like, you know what? Actually, you're right. It wouldn't be classified as a classic because it's not classic music. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, I couldn't think of another word to describe it. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. Well, but you wore a beautiful headpiece and yeah. like a boa and he went shimmy shimmy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think. Just because it was Flow Rider. Just, I don't know what you want. <laughs> <laughs> to the window. <laughs> um, and yeah, I like they weren't rude about it or anything, but it did make me kind of go, oh yeah, God, I haven't thought about like actual classifications yeah. of dance other than what's in my head. Totally. And what's in my head is, of course, just solely my experience with um, defining yes. the different um, genres of dance and genres Which of music. It's kind of important to recognise because when it's a dance style or a, a music style, because I know there are so many different definitions mm. of, like you've done so many different types of dance in your time as well, where it's just yeah. like those definitions were placed by somebody else. And you go, great, cool, I'll just carry those around with me. And then yeah. burlesque is kind of this like, awesomeness of just being like well they don't really exist but they do if you want them to this could be as valid as you want it to be yeah yeah and I think it's important to go into situations knowing that what's in my head might not be what's in everybody else's head Mm -hmm. and that's totally fine so long as you say oh okay I'm okay that's you that's this is me and that's all good Totally. I'm on that. That's actually a really great pivot point for what we're seeing in the local scene at the moment that we'd love to have improved upon. Ooh. Oh. And now there's just like a pregnant pause. Yeah, which I'm yeah. not going to take out either. Oh. It's <laughs> we're building the tension. The tension. Ooh. Or you being like, I don't know, it's perfect here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say a thing that I think, and this isn't necessarily just the burlesque scene, but I think Mm. in general, I think it's important to go into situations not on the back foot. And what I mean by that is going into things, um, for example, backstage. Um, So I I try to come across as like friendly as I possibly can, but I am actually, I would say, quite introverted. Mm. And I do have a very socially draining job. And sometimes I really struggle to interact with people um, backstage and I'll want to just put my headphones in and practice my number somewhere else or I'll just mm. find a quiet space. And that is something I do, but I always have a moment thinking, do people think that I'm being like a bitch? Yes. And yeah. um, then I get caught up in thinking about that. And now you're you know, no longer doing the thing you wanted to do, which was have a moment to yourself. Exactly. And then, and then, you know, you go on stage unprepared or you don't feel like you've done something for yourself. Mm. Um, and I think, um, a lot of, I don't know, I don't think people actually do that. And I appreciate that's just kind of, again, in my head. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think going into things now, thinking, oh, it's okay. You know, that person might not be not talking to me, not because they're deliberately trying to not talk to me, mm. but because they have a lot of stuff going on in their head. Yeah. and oh. they, Or they've noticed your headset and gone like, they would like some space. Yeah. Or like the most uh, common one that I love to throw out there is that people are too busy thinking about themselves. Oh, 100%. To be thinking about anybody else in that dressing room. They're too yeah. worried about their own number and how they're being perceived and understanding and thinking that everyone's thinking about them, that they're not thinking about you, which means that no one's thinking about you. Yep. I'm so sorry. Yeah, 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 100%. And it's that thing where you have to do that really quickly in your head. Oh, totally. Oh, which yeah. we never do in the moment. Because no. Because you can only do that when you're standing outside of the situation, not when you're in it. Oh, definitely not. And, yeah, and or even another example would be, like, not getting into a show. Um, yeah. I... Uh, I used to apply, so I used to apply for uh, PIBF Perth International Burlesque Festival mm-hmm. every year, and I never got in it until this year, which I was honestly kind of shocked at. Not because I was applying to it, going, "I'll never get in," <laughs> but just because I was like, "Yeah, this is what I always do. If I get in, great. If I don't get in, that's fine." Mm-hmm. Um, same with I had a 
um, friend who was putting a show together and it was like a very dark, very like gothic show. Mm-hmm. And But when she asked for um, expressions, expressions of interest, I, yeah, put my hand up and then she kind of approached me asking about like would I have a darker routine that I could do and I kind of went, eh, I could develop one but honestly like I don't really have one at the moment and I don't know if I have time for it. Um, but I can provide you with these other acts that I have, which could potentially fit a bit better. And she was a bit kind of like, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, maybe we could work with this or like maybe this could happen. And I actually remember saying to her, I think you really need to have a good think about what kind of show that you want to put mm. on and what kind of acts that I'm actually presenting to you. Because in my opinion, I don't think they're going to fit. Yeah. And she kind of went, is that okay? And I was like, of course that's okay. Yeah, yeah. but it's that friendship barrier of being like, I don't want to say no to my friend yeah. when, they've, when they've expressed interest in this thing. And then it's and like, oh, what, is he going to put on a show that just has one act where that person is going to go on stage, do their best, and then feel out of place in a lineup? Yep, and it's just going to take the audience right out of whatever like yeah. development story that you've been doing. Yeah. And, and I think it's difficult because I, I understand that making our acts as we do we do put a lot of heart and soul into Mm. these things and you can think oh man I really want to be in this particular show and you take it personally because it's like it's literally my personal body like how am I not going to take it personally (laughs) yeah and it's my personal body it's something that I've worked really hard on and you know I've come from a again a performing arts high school background Mm. so um same high school as uh autumn days Ooh. And me, yeah. Then. <laughs> hey, get out of town. Yeah. <laughs> We're all in Frio, yeah. Yes, we are. We're Frio kids. <laughs> um, I very nearly broke out into a sea shanty then. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Um, oh, my God. What on earth were we talking about? Um Oh, yeah. Oh, being rejected. Yeah. <laughs> so because of that, we're yeah. like, I feel like we're, a lot of us are used to being rejected. And so we know that it's not necessarily anything personal. Mm. And most often it's not. Yes. And yeah, I think it's like, it, yeah, I get it. It can be very difficult to hear no. And you mm. can definitely be upset about it, but know that it's not usually because you're a bad person or because they don't like your art. It might just not be the fit right now. And that's okay. Yeah. And, and as you make friends in the community, it's also not feasible to just have all of those friends in every show that you do. Exactly. Because not only are you participating in some sort of strange circle jerk there where you only get yep. the friends on stage, <laughs> which, I mean, I get it. We all want to put our besties on stage because yep. then we get to hang out backstage with our besties. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to like go, okay, well, holistically to include the the scene, I need to include the scene. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you have to go... Same with like giving, hearing feedback. You're sometimes Mm. like, I don't want to tell my friend that I didn't like this. Please tell me. This is going out to everybody who knows me. Please tell me if you don't like an act that I've done. I'm going to immediately shut that down. (laughs) (laughs) Do not message Bobby with your feelings if you've never met them. Yes, please don't. (laughs) Also, no, I'm terrible at responding to people on social media. I'm I'm very sorry. It's, this is true. This is true. I messaged you on social media and you said, send me an email. I can't do this. Yep, 100%. <laughs> Which is amazing. Yep. I, yeah, I'm not, like I said, got a very socially exhausting job. And mm. uh, because of that, I am very strict with my borders of like where I reach out with my with my social energy. So I'm like, you know what? I'll respond to emails. Will I necessarily respond to an Instagram message? Potentially yeah. not. Okay. And I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I don't think you're owed that email or Instagram message no one's owed that communication from you just because they reach out I think that like talking about your that like concept of rejection it's important to reiterate that yes 
you can you can offer it if it's come unsolicited though. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you may not get a response, and that's fine. And that's and just fine. because you've written three paragraphs about your thoughts and your feelings to an artist that you care about mm-hmm. doesn't mean they have to respond to you. Nope. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yep. And I think there's a saying that I love, which is like, it's important to realize that not everything needs a reaction from you. Mm, and I like that. Oh, it's good, isn't That's it? That's good. Yeah. So yum yum. Yeah. Um, things like a you know, performer could perform to a song you don't like. You don't need to reach out and be like, hello, I didn't like that song choice. Performer could perform to a song that you also perform to and do a different interpretation and mm-hmm. there's no need for you to be like, hey, hey. not what I heard. <laughs> you know what I heard through the grapevine? <laughs> it's not how I was interpreting it in, in, in my head. Yeah. That, that's not that's that's <laughs> not what art is. I'm so sorry. It's literally about our different interpretations. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah. I have reached out to a performer once because I was like, hey, I'm thinking of using this song, but I do know that you use it. Um, is it all right if I use it as well? And she said no, which is totally within her right. But it was the sweetest thing because she then came back to me with all these different show, like numbers that she was like, this is a really similar sound or, you know, what about this one? And I was like, oh, my God, this is like incredibly early days of this conception like, yeah, I mean, I, no, no I, I, from a musician's perspective, I think of it very differently because I'm like, well, did you write it? Oh, yeah, did 100%. If you didn't it's, write the song, then I don't care. Yeah, it's more of a she was a friend of mine, so yeah. I was like, oh, I'm reaching out because we could potentially be in the same act, in the same show. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, that's up to the producer to make sure that you're not having the same song on twice. And yeah, when I've point. seen that happen, I go like, hello, producer, did you listen to the music that was submitted to you <laughs> like even one time? Oh, I was, yeah, it's hard. There's a lot of there's a lot of acts out there. Producers are just one people as well, and yeah. yeah. But if I, they're creating the lineup of six people, then they can listen to the tracks one. Yeah, time. if it's six people, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if it's twenty people. Know, yeah. what, know what people are going to put on stage in front of you. Oh. That's nuts. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe I'm being too harsh about it, but I'm just like, well, if I wrote the song, then yes, I can dictate. Yes, a hundred percent where it goes, and that's cool. But if I didn't write the song, then I can't be mad that someone else is singing it because that's yeah. what covers are. That's what like, covers are. As long as they're not yeah. like, I wrote this. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote Queen. Like, I, no. No, I just love the other. Hi, guys. I think you should let you know that I wrote Queen. And everyone just kind of goes, <laughs> my name is Fred. What? <laughs> like, yeah, I went back in time and I wrote Queen. I wrote Queen. Therefore, I'm going to tell you that you can't do this. Yeah, which is, I don't know. I know that's a big point of contention for people around it like is. characters and music and stuff. But I'm like, did you invent The Little Mermaid? Yeah. No, then I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're getting hot and spicy oh, on this. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just having a silly outsider's thought, which oh. I often am. But oh. I don't know. I get more up at when it comes to music because I'm just like, you don't yeah. write it. Yeah. That's you your jam. That's you your don't write that. Yeah. <laughs> You're not panic at the disco. You uh, can have that song. <laughs> yeah. You might be having panicking at the disco. But, uh, that is... <laughs> Off, oh. off track, <laughs> but yeah. very off. Tra- I think it's the Not valid, yeah, I guess. It's I don't the know. sugar. We've had too much sugar. I have had. To, they're delicious cookies. Thank you. Thank you so much for me cookies. Oh, you're on welcome. this Sunday afternoon. It's a lovely a Sunday afternoon. I like baking. I feel like it's important to have a create. I was bloody reading about different types of rest, and it's like creative rest. Mm. You can participate in a creative activity that has nothing to do with what you're doing. Oh, I was my like, God. cool. Yeah, I'm gonna eat a sh- like make biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> on the uh, pretense of being like, oh, yeah, I'm doing it for my rest. and then for creative rest, but I really just want a cookie. Really, 100%. I just want cookies That's all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we go, I'm stealing another cookie from you. But where can people find you on the social media that you'll never respond to? Hey, <laughs> so, uh, oh, my God, I actually have to pull it up. Oh, no, my phone's dead. 
Okay. Oh, great. I'll pull it up. Okay. okay. So it is. You I figure believe, out what it is and I'll pull it up in the meantime. I'm pretty sure it's bobby.apples at sure. Instagram. I'm going to say, yeah. Yes. B-O-B-B-I-E dot A-P-P-L-E-S Yay. on Instagram. Um, I think that's pretty much the only social media that I have. I do have a Facebook page, but I'm not going to lie. I got locked out of it. Can't figure out how to get back in. Oh, let's just leave it at that. And that's just that's fine. fine. And that's fine. <laughs> that's and how it is. I do have... I don't know if I should say emails, my email address. Do you want people emailing you? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why. I don't know. I don't want to open myself up to chain mails. Uh, I grew up in the noughties. Oh, my God, chain mails. How about this? Our email is waexposepod at gmail.com. Um, and if you want to talk to Bobby through mm. that way, I can, like, I'll siphon that. <laughs> But like, no, no, no <laughs> just putting no. a bunch of stuff in the bin. <laughs> um, and as always, if you like this episode of the podcast, you can rate, review, subscribe on whatever platform you're currently listening to. Thank you so much, Bobby, for yeah. joining me today. This has been a very fun time. Oh, I'm really glad. And, you know, hit me up if you want a honey jumble recipes. <laughs> I will. I'm taking one right now. <laughs> <laughs> WA Expose is an independent production. Our artwork was created by Georgia Sassenfeld and our theme music is Corrosive by Aria Scarlett and M. Burrows. You can find out more about the podcast or live shows at ariascarlett.com forward slash WA Expose. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.